Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And my do- my new dog buddy is here with us in the studio, aka yeah. in my bedroom. I adopted a dog this weekend. <laughs> so if you hear anything, I'm, he's such a good boy. I don't think he'll make any noise. <laughs> he's just hanging out, so that's exciting. Um, this week we watched Ready to Run from the year 2000. What We're month? Into- July. July. <laughs> I have literally never heard of this movie in my life. I've never, I mean, I've never heard of a lot of these movies. I've never heard of this, and, like, I don't remember ever seeing it on Disney at all, which is strange for me. I mean, I don't blame them. <laughs> oh, neither do I, but, like, this and You Lucky Dog are, like, the only ones that I've, like, never seen, never heard of from, like, the official DCOMs, I feel mm-hmm. like, so it's weird. Comes out of nowhere. Yeah, um... Was there anyone you recognized in this movie? Because I recognize some people. No, I put, I don't know anyone in this, question mark, question mark, question mark, which means no Seventh Heavens. I really did some research. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, well, one of the horses was, vo- oh, spoiler alert, one of the voices, uh, horses was voiced by Sinbad, who was a comedian in the 90s. Yeah, I looked him up because I know that name, but it didn't ring any bells. <laughs> Um, but then, um, okay, Jason Doring is in this movie, who was Logan Eccles in Veronica Mars. I saw that he was in Veronica Mars, I figured you knew it, because it said, like, the entire time, basically. He was Logan Eccles, y'all. <laughs> if you if you like Veronica Mars, watch this movie to see Logan Eccles in a weird-ass role. <laughs> it's very strange. Okay, um, so this movie's about a horse girl. Yeah, this is for all the horse girls out there, which, honestly, I think that's probably why it didn't get very popular. <laughs> like, they are, okay, they already made Horse Sense, which is, in my opinion, yeah. a much better horse movie. Um, have, and these movies really contradict each other. <laughs> like, if you care about horses... Watch Horse Sense. Yeah. It has the Lawrence <laughs> Brothers. Watch Horse Sense. Exactly. Um, okay, so we open on these people riding horses through a tunnel. I didn't get this. Yeah, it's just, like, silhouettes of them. And they're, like, they're like on a street, like, on a road, like, riding through a tunnel. Yeah. I, it makes no sense. I have no idea. But it doesn't matter, because then we cut to the Sonora Racing Stables, and a horse race begins. Yeah, and the announcer is saying that Thunder Jam is the favorite, but he isn't good at doing, like, what he's told or something. I don't really know. They, uh, they announced this. Um, and then Corey asks about Thunder Jam. Corey's, like, the main character, the girl. And uh, the, like, guy who works at the track, his name is Pete, he says that Thunder Jam is a waste of feed. So, Yikes. wow, not good. She's, tr- uh, so Corey wants to get hired as a jockey. She's talking to Hector slash Mr. Mikado. I don't know. I called him different things throughout this. Well, I called him Mr. M throughout most, isn't he? I put M.M. His first <laughs> name, his last name's Mr. M- his his name is Hector Machado. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't say that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she wants to get hired as a jockey. She's talking to Hector about it because he's the one who like owns the stable. He like, he owns the barn where all the race horses are kept and he helps train them. Yeah. And she works at that barn. Yeah, but she just, like, shovels poop and, like, walks the horses and stuff. Doesn't actually, like, get to ride them, like, in races. Yeah. I want to, um, I want to point out that during the race, whenever, whenever Thunder Jam, like, was bad or whatever, um, the reason he was bad or he wasn't doing what he's supposed to do is because he wouldn't leave the opening gates. Yeah. He just stood there. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah, not that he couldn't. He just didn't, like, leave when all that the rest That comes into did. play later. Yeah, the race starts... Um, and, yeah, that one guy is timing it, uh, Mr. Machado and Mr. M. 
Um, yeah, we realize that Thunder Jam hasn't even left his little, like, gate thing, and all the other horses are, like, going way far out. Um, and then he finally, like, gets out, and this other horse falls, and so does the rider, and so, like, the horse is injured, and so is the rider, but Thunder Jam ends up not coming in last somehow. Um, either way... I think they get disqualified or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Corey tries... Oh, I don't... This is, I don't know. My notes well, are not you're, Yeah, they were out of order. I was like, the race happened before Corey talks to Mr. Machado about being a jockey. Well, she, I said she's trying to get hired as a jockey, and then I said she tries to convince him to let her be his jockey. Yeah. <laughs> There's know. a horse out there named Wookiee's Cookies, and I hate it so much. I did not even notice that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so after the race, they're, like, back in the barn. The horse that, like, bucked the jockey off, he... Mm-hmm injured his leg or whatever and he can't race again and so like the owner of these racehorses the one who's like making all these money off them he was very angry um yeah, and he basically garris yeah his name's mr garris he basically is just like well if he can't race them put it down yeah he, <laughs> he just wants the insurance money because he's like i don't have not race horses um and then the jockey comes the one who was riding thunder jam comes up and says he's never riding thunder jam again and storms off and so Corey sees this, and she walks over to Thunder Jam, and she starts talking to him. Um, she's Typical like, horse girl. yeah, she's like talking to the horse. And then Pete, again, like the one who works at the track or whatever, comes over, and she tries to stick up for Thunder Jam to Pete. Um, and then, and then this is where she learns about the injured horse being put down for insurance money. That's yeah. like why he's putting it down because if it can't make money by racing, it's gonna make money by dying well also i think at this point she says a horse needs more than strings it needs heart or somebody says that to her so that comes up later um yeah and she wants she's like no like we can't put it down or whatever but they're like it's not your horse you can't do anything about it right um so then back at home home is like on the racing stable grounds it makes no sense Corey walks in on her little brother and abuela watching horse races on the tv and her um, little brother is wearing her underwear on his head. It's, um, I don't know, it's confusing because his, his name is Gabby. I know, at first I said little sister. So did I. It's prob- I his name's probably like Gabriel or something. Yeah, I, I got that after a while, but like I didn't know because it was just like a young kid and like yeah. you can't really tell. Um. Then Corey enters her horse room. <laughs> She's got all these like posters and like figurines of horses. It's a lot of horses. And like they live on a horse table. <laughs> So she takes out this, like, little special like box special that she box. has, and she has money from, like, working at the stables, and so she puts it in there, and then she pulls out a pamphlet of, like, all these nice homes, and then there's a picture of her dad, and she says that she won't let her dad down. Yeah, so later at dinner, Corey tells Mom, she's like, Mom, I was thinking about getting a new job, and Mom's like, oh, you're, what about, um, like, working in the barn for Mr. Machado? And Corey's like, I want to be a jockey. And this is whenever I wrote, this is a much different message than horse sense. If you remember in horse sense, they were like, horse racing is cruel to the horses. And then Joey Lawrence had to like calm a horse down himself. (laughs) Um, So mom says no, and they start fighting. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is where we learn that being a jockey is what killed dad. Um, Corey gets up and leaves the table and Abuela is like, you says to mom, like, you can't stop her. Like, what if she's got the gift? Oh. And then nothing's really said after yeah, that. Yeah, mom says, no gift takes away a husband and a father. And that's, mm-hmm. like, the end of that conversation. Yeah, so later that night, there's this glass pegasus that's, like, twinkling in Corey's window. Yeah. 
she um, like wakes up and sees it and she's like oh. yeah and she just like looks out at the sonora stable sonora stables where they fucking live I don't um know. and then she ends up sneaking into the barn it's like the middle of the night she talks to the injured uh yeah, talks to the injured horse as all the other horses watch. And she ends up, um, like, taking it, like, slowly. Like, that was my dog. If you heard that. <laughs> she ends up, like, slowly, like, walking the horse, like, down the barn as all the other horses, like, come out and, like, watch, like, like a salute or whatever. Yeah. And she ends up letting it go. But she doesn't, like, take, like, the harness off around its mouth. Did you notice that? Whatever that is. Yeah, she took off, like, some of the stuff, like, on its back. Like, the saddle or whatever, I guess. But, yeah, she left But the thing, back. like, around its mouth, she just, like, left it there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how horses and work. And she's just like, go, be free. And the <laughs> horse just, like, ran up to the top of, like, the hill. And then he, like, got up onto his two back legs for, like, a minute. And, and like, just, like, looked at her. And then just, like, ran away. And she's like, ah, oh, I did such oh a God. good thing. And then... And then I wrote, no, because the horses start talking. <laughs> At this point, we don't really, like, we can, like, hear the horses, but we don't Oh, really well, know. I looked this up on IMDb before, and, like, right in the description it said, this girl talks to horses. No. I, uh, I, the only horse I want to hear talking is a zebra called Racing, Racing Stripes. Stripes. Frankie Muniz, you're still <laughs> welcome to come on our podcast. <laughs> Yeah, so the horses start talking, they're communicating with one another, so they're not, like, like, the words aren't coming out of their mouths, they're, like, thinking it, they're kind of, like, telepathic horses. Yeah, Corey hears someone say, that was a very brave thing you did, and she says, who says that? And the voice says, I did, me, TJ, and Corey's like, oh, these fumes in here, I'm going crazy. (laughs) She's a really bad actress, too. Yeah, it's not great. Um, so the next day, uh, Mr. Garris is pickup man for the injured horse. He's like, where's the horse? Like, what happened to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, yelling at the stable workers as Corey watches, like, as these people get in trouble for something that she did. Right. Uh, Mr. Machado walks up, and he's like, Corey, you know anything? And she starts to, like, explain, like, oh, I had to. He was gonna die. Mr. Machado is like, hmm, I didn't think you knew anything. And then just, like, let it go. Yeah, they're just like, we're gonna pretend like we didn't know what happened. Ha <laughs> I... <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm sure you shouldn't kill a horse just for the insurance money, but, like, the owner, like, a business owner of a barn just, like, pretending, like, his 13-year-old employee didn't just, like, let this horse run free. Well, we learned that there's some ongoing beef between Garrus and Mr. Machado, so we'll learn more about that. But, uh, Corey is washing a horse, and then... We see some teen boy practice lassoing. In, like, a ridiculous, like, cowboy fringe outfit. This teen boy's Logan Eccles, for those who want to visualize. <laughs> Not, <laughs> he's very young, so. <laughs> yeah, but, so this guy comes in um, and tells. His name is Mr. Flanagan. He comes up and says hi to Corey, so they, like, have a relationship. Yeah. Um, I have Logan swings lasso in ridiculous cowboy getup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Flanagan goes to the barn and tells Mr. Machado, he's like, I have a new jockey for you to sign, a.k.a. Um, his name is Moody, like B. Moody. Yeah, he doesn't have a first name. They just call him Moody the yeah. entire movie. And at first, Mr. Machado is not interested, but then Mr. Flanagan tries to persuade him. He's like, are you sure? Like, you're not getting any new horses. You're not getting any new riders for your barn. Like, I can tell you're losing money, mm-hmm. like, because you're not doing this. And, um... And he's like, and if you're losing money now, then no one's ever going to sign to a losing barn. Yeah. Um, and so 
yeah, Mr. Flanagan is able to convince Mr. Machado that he's gonna lose his barn, so he's like, okay, I'll sign. Well, yeah, and Mr. Machado is also unimpressed because he finds out that Moody is a circus writer, like, a <laughs> circus clown, basically. He's also 13. <laughs> I don't... But Are like, there any 13-year-olds out there who work for the circus? I don't know. Yes, yes. I've seen a TLC show thing about this. <laughs> I bet he was on TLC. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eventually he gives up and gives in. He's like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. So Corey asked her grandma if she thinks that horses really talk. Oh, this is later at the horse track. The, the, they're like race. There's like races every single day. So they're like racing again and Corey and Abuela are, I had like grandma written. I was like, I'm going to put Abuela instead. Oh, yeah. I wrote whatever was quicker. So that was Juma. <laughs> yeah. But so they're talking. She asks if she thinks that like horses really talk. And at first grandma agrees and Corey's just like, you're not listening to me. And she's like, no, like they really do. So grandma says that they call it the... La confianza. La confianza de caballos. Yes, it's been a while since I tried to speak Spanish. AKA the confidence of horses. Yeah. So Abuela explains that people in their family have a special connection with horses, and the horses reveal themselves only to those who prove they are worthy. And Abuela said that she hears the horses, and Dad could too. Yeah, the, whose hearts are pure and true, just like her dad. Ugh, fucking horses. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, like, horses are fine, guys. <laughs> Look, I think horses But, like, they're no okay. dogs, okay? I agree. Also, like, you can't cuddle a horse at night. Your horse can't come sleep in your room. If you do, that's not good. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so... Um, in The Godfather. Just get a dog instead. It technically happened. I've never seen it, and I don't want to now. The Godfather has that scene... It's uh, about horse girls. <laughs> the godfathers were all horse girls because they were mad at someone i don't know so they, they cut all off. just went out on recess and made and also like shot each other and did drug deals and stuff yeah they put their sweatshirts <laughs> over their knees and like hopped around <laughs> but anyway all the godfathers are horse girls because they cut off a horse's head and then put it in this guy's bed for him to wake up to i think that's very anti-horse girl <laughs> good horse movie is Flicka. I knew you were going to say this. You've talked about Flicka before. <laughs> I've seen parts of it. Isn't Wide Open Spaces in Flicka? Maybe, I don't think so. I feel like I would remember that. There's a, a special Tim McGraw song that was written because Tim McGraw's in the movie. But Flicka was a great movie. <laughs> you, you, you've you never seen the full thing, so you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I was not really into horses as a child. I was not into horses either. <laughs> Just Flicka. Just Flicka. <laughs> I'm talking about the one from like 2005, not the one from like 1957. Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. Sorry for that tangent. La confianza de caballos. Everyone in the family can, on the paternal family, can hear horses. Yeah. So after that, Corey just kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like, abuela. (laughs) And then she goes off because the races have started. And she needs to work. Yeah. And so. And so in like, the horses are like getting ready to like start the race. Like in the gate, we can like hear them talking to each other. Yeah. Um, Corey is also there for some reason. I don't know what her specific job is. She's just kind of standing there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and she, like, asks Pete, she's like, do you hear, like, the people talking? And he's like, no. Um, and then we briefly cut to Garrus, who calls Mr. Machado a loser. Mm-hmm. And Garrus is like, you're so poor, I'm gonna buy your barn. 
And then... <laughs> well, and then he says that accidents are a part of racing. Get over it. And then makes fun of him for not, like, having winning horses right now. Yeah. And so... And then, yeah, well, I said Mr. Machado had more passion but lost it because of an accident. Maybe dads? It's... Yeah. Probably. Probably. <laughs> so the horses are still talking to all kind of like, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready, or, oh, I'm scared, I'm scared. And we learned that Thunder Jam had to take a shit the whole time. Yeah, and so he's talking, he's like, oh, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. But then the gun goes off. And, and then he doesn't leave the gate, and instead he just takes a shit. Yeah. Which, like, if you're running, it'd be really hard to keep it in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, at this point, uh, Hector, Mr. Machado, goes and he's, like, rubbing this into Garrus, and he's like, oh, that's, like, your prized horse right there, isn't it? Because Thunder Jam is still stuck in the gate. Um, and then, so Garrus goes and talks to one of his, like, minions, whoever, and he says that he's done with Thunder Jam, he wants to get rid of him, and the guy's like, you can't just get rid of the horse because he's bad. And he's like, just break his leg then and then get rid of him or something. And so, um, that's not cool. He steps in Thunder Jam's poop, because why would he not? Corey laughs at this, and then she offers to take well, Thunder Jam. So, Garrus is, like, complaining. He's like, I don't care. At this point, I'd give it away for a pack of peanuts, or blah, 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 blah. And so, Corey comes up, and she's like, I'll take Thunder Jam. And he's like, what? And she's like, here, here's a pack of peanuts. You said that you would sell it for that. And he's just like... Fine, it's your problem now. The only trivia on IMDb is that it's illegal to sell a horse to someone under 18, no matter what the bartering <laughs> options are. Well, shout I'm out sure, to Lady Bird. I'm sure Mr. Machado would just take that and say, <laughs> oh yeah, it was me. So yeah, so now Corey has a horse, apparently. Yeah, and then her little brother runs into the diner where her mom works. That's also on stable grounds. They never leave this fucking stable. And it's a budget movie, okay? <laughs> it's like it's like like one step above a bottle episode of TV. Um, so the little brother runs into the diner where mom works, and he goes, "Corey bought a horse," and uh. That's it on that. <laughs> so Corey leads TJ into Mr. Machado's barn. Mom walks in and she's like, Corey, take him back. Uh, Mr. Machado is like, well, you can stay in my barn. It's fine. Um, and then they're like, we're going to train him to race. And we're and she's like, well, how will you pay for his feed and stuff? And they're like, we're going to pay with his winnings because he's going to be a racehorse. And Mom is just like, okay, for now. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So then at home, Corey and her brother are playing jockey before bed for some reason. They're, like, pretending like they're racing horses. And Mom comes in and tells Corey that if she ever catches Corey riding the horse in a race, she's going to give the horse away. So Mom knows that Corey, like, how badly Corey wants this. And she is very, very much against it. So the next morning, Corey goes into the barn and tells Thunder Jam good morning. And he responds. And Corey just doesn't believe it. Oh, what is... I must be going crazy. That's how oh she says it. Oh, my God. But she thinks about what <laughs> Abuela told her again. Um, and so she's like, you need to get a workout. And Butter Jam's like, no, I don't need to. I'm not good at racing, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, so then Mr. Machado walks in. Uh, he... Uh, TJ is like, he can't hear me. Only you can, Corey. Um, and Mr. Machado says that... Corey's just talking about, like, taking him for, like, a workout and stuff. And Mr. Machado is like, TJ won't race. He's never left the gate. Um, and even though Mr. Machado said he'll earn his way, it's only because he wanted to help Corey keep TJ. I was kind of lying to mom, but... You know, um, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then Corey's like, well, can I still give him a workout? And he's like, yeah, it's your horse. Whatever. 
Yeah. So, yeah, so during the workout, uh, TJ is slow and gets distracted by a dog. Yeah, um, well, and this dog starts, like, growling at him, and so he, like, runs away, and then the dog starts chasing him, and at this point, he's running really, really fast because he's motivated, and so Mr. Machado sees this, and he starts, like, timing how fast they're going, and he's like, so maybe TJ will race after all. <laughs> Apparently, he's actually good at something. Yeah, and since Corey can't be a jockey, Moody will do it. <laughs> the circus clown. Uh, so he performs tricks on TJ around the track, like jumping on and off while TJ is running. And Mr. Machado's like, he'll do, but Corey is not happy. No. Um, so then Moody is practicing more lasso tricks in the barn. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Machado says that TJ's dad won the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Um, and they're basically saying that, uh, he, TJ was not good, used to be good at racing, but Garris didn't put him in the right races. I don't know, I don't understand how all races aren't the same. I don't, I don't know, know anything about Maybe he's races. just meaning that they didn't have someone to care for the horse, because yeah. that jockey didn't care. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so basically, like, they, um, like, untrained him, basically, with the way they treated him. Yeah. Um, and so it's gonna take a lot of work from the three of them, Corey, Moody... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can hear that. <laughs> Buddy's just having a good time. He's just sighing. He's falling asleep. <laughs> uh, so it's going to take a lot of work from Corey, Moody, and Mr. Machado to get TJ into shape. Yeah. So, yeah, at first they train TJ to get into the gates, and he resists because he doesn't like them. He doesn't like the confined, yeah, confined so metal gates. Corey's, like, hearing what he's saying. He's saying he's scared of the gates. He tells Corey about it. And so... Uh, Mr. Machado gives Moody advice and tells him to, like, anticipate what the horse is going to do, all this stuff, but TJ won't leave the gate. And so, um, he, he eventually Moody yeah. off of him. Yeah. And so, Mr. Machado visits Mom at work, and Mom thanks him for being so nice to Corey. They hardcore flirt. Yeah. And she, he's like, you know, I have a crush on this lady, but, like, I don't <laughs> it's know really what do. It's really not subtle. Yeah, and Mom's like, well, maybe you should go out with her. And he's just like... I don't know. And that's, that's that. It's very obvious, though. <laughs> yeah. So then, back in the stable, Corey is fighting with TJ, and he says that he's too old, and so he's, like, not cut out to be a racehorse anymore. So Corey decides that she's going to show him what people do to old horses, which is apparently make them birthday party horses. Like pony rides. Yeah. So he takes her to a, chil- he take- she takes him to a children's birthday party where he has to just, like, have children riding on his back and being annoying. And he's like, okay, never mind. I changed my mind. I want to race again. Yeah, so for the next practice, he finally leaves the gate and he wins his practice race against the other horse. And then there's a nice little jockey uniform try-on montage. Where Moody tries on fun uniforms and he models for Corey Abuela and Mr. Machado. So fun. Uh, so Mr. Machado goes and asks Pete to put TJ in a race. And he's like, uh, you know his record. I'm not putting putting him in the race. And then Mr. Machado tells this weird story about training a lost cause horse. He's like, oh, there's like this painting of this horse in Pete's office. And he's like, I trained this horse. He was a lost cause. But then he became a winner. And then he's like, give us a chance to prove Thunder Jam. And then Pete's like, okay. Yeah, and yeah. That's <laughs> it's really dumb. Yeah, so then Corey and Moody are out, like, by the horses, and Corey is, like, yelling advice to Moody, but he can't hear what she's saying because he's wearing headphones, and he says that the tunes help him feel the horse's rhythm. 
And then he mentions a bunch of rock bands that he listens to because he's trying to get, like, cool points, I guess. I don't really know. <laughs> he's like, Pearl Jam and The Stones. I don't know what else. I, I didn't write Pearl, it down. <laughs> Pearl Jam was one of them. I do remember that. Um, so he puts his headphones on Corey's ears, and then she starts dancing around. <laughs> and there's a little montage of them racing together to a song that was definitely written for this movie. Yeah. It's like... I'm ready to fly. I'm ready to run. Yeah, and it literally says something about horses, if I remember correctly. It's not ready to run by One Direction, which is a very big disappointment. No, it's not. Uh, it's not, yeah. not around them. So, Corey and Moody walk into the diner where Mr. M- Mr. Machado is talking to Mom, mm-hmm. and Mr. Machado basically says they got TJ in a race. So, Mr. Machado and Corey watch races in the barn, even though Corey's not the jockey, so I don't know why they're, like, studying, like, jockey moves. Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're just trying to, like, get a sense of it so they can tell Moody, when nobody really knows why Moody isn't there when he's the one riding the right. horse. Don't know. Yeah, so they're watching, like, um, one of Garrus's horses, and Corey's like, what is up with you two? I have noticed some salty conflict. Some tension going some on. tension. And Mr. Machado's like, I used to train horses for Garrus. And I noticed, you notice, I couldn't really tell what he said, because it's a lot of, like, racehorsing jargon, but basically, like, a horse wasn't good to race, and the vet overlooked it. Do you know what he said? Well, he was saying that the horse, like, something was wrong with one of its hooves or something, and the vet didn't realize it, but Mr. Machado did, and so he told Garrus, but Garrus said the vet didn't see anything, so it's fine, and Mr. Machado's like, you can't race a horse like that, if you do, I'm quitting, and he's like, well, I'm gonna race the horse, so he quit, and that was basically it. Yeah, and then he tried to tell the horse's jockey, because he's like, it's unsafe, but yeah. it was too late, and the horse went over the rail, and uh-oh, that jockey was dad. And he died. And he died. Um, so, mom, like, walks in watching this conversation, and uh, Mr. Machado is like, oh, your dad was such a good jockey. He, ha ha ha, he used to tell me he knew what the horses were saying, which <laughs> we know is true. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, mom brings them coffee, because she's like, I remember these late nights before races well, with Mr. Then, Machado and dad. Yeah, and Mr. Machado apologizes for letting dad go, because he, like, still feels some guilt from this, obviously, but mom says that he did all that he could have done, like, there was nothing else that could have happened to stop that. Yeah, and then Corey asked mom to come to the race tomorrow, but still too painful for mom. Yeah. So, at the race, Garrett's, Garrett's, Garris yeah. goes up and trash talks Mr. Machado. Um, TJ is feeling great till he sees his old nemesis, Cyclone. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, but Corey talks him up, and then TJ uh, ends up losing confidence uh, in the gate again. Well, and Cyclone is, like, trash talking him this entire time. He's like, oh, Thunder Jam, you suck. Yeah, um, and so then, like, at the very last minute, Corey pulls uh, Moody's headphones off him and puts them on TJ, even though they're just, like, horse's ears stick straight <laughs> up, right? Yeah. So these headphones are, just, like, imagine just, like, headphones, like, on your temples. And they would not have stayed on. These horses are going, like, how fast right. the headphones would have fallen Right, off. and these are, like, these are, like, um, they're, like, yellow headphones, like, 2000, like, the year 2000, right? Yeah. These things did not stay on, like, human heads. and they're bright yellow it's not logical but he wears them and apparently it's fine for now for horses to wear 
headphones. Yeah, so then TJ's like, oh, I'm pumped now. And he runs out of the gate and he's about to win at the end until Cyclone, like, injures his leg. Yeah, I don't really I, know what happens. It looks like Cyclone, like, bumps into him. And I guess that's, like, allowed bumper horses. Okay, maybe it's, like, uh, NASCAR driving. <laughs> I have no idea. But, yeah, so TJ... Anyway, run. immediately before the race is even over, Corey runs onto the track. I feel like that is so fucking dangerous. I don't know. All the other horses were already gone by. But still, like, I feel like that's, like... You could, like, get disqualified or something. Well, he wasn't going to win anyway. I didn't look up anything about horse racing before. We don't care. We're not horse girls. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, Do you remember whenever we saw Thoroughbreds? Yes. I saw a review on the internet that said what it's like when horse girls grow up, and I cannot describe that movie any better. (laughs) Sidetrack. I don't agree, but that's fine. Anyway. (laughs) Um, yeah, so after the race, the vet says that TJ will get better with rest in a couple of days. Um, Mom watches Corey talk to TJ, like, from, like, behind the door or whatever, and she's like, ah, la confianza de caballos. Yeah, so she knows that she has the gift now. Um, so Corey is icing TJ's leg, and Mr. Machado and Moody show him, um, oh, the front of the newspaper that's talking about how good TJ did. So then we have another quick montage of TJ getting ready for competition. This time he wins first place, and we see a montage of him winning a bunch. And he always has the headphones on. Uh, Garrus looks pissed the entire time. And then we cut to a random party. I think it's it's for, like, the stables, like, the end of the season or something. Yeah, but th- that's not ever explained. It's just, like, a party there's like a quick everyone is there. there. Yeah, there's, like, a quick, like, pan over of a banner, but, like, you can't really read it. Yeah. It's, that's what I put it. An end of the season party, question mark? Yes. So, Mom and Hector are talking, and she thanks him for everything he's done for Corey, and then he admits that she's the woman he had a crush on the entire time. Surprise! And they go and they dance. And then Pete goes, and he takes the mic, and he talks about the crazy season that they've had, thanks to Thunder Jam. He apologizes to Hector for being wrong and for, like, doubting him. And then some random guy comes it's up. It's the president of the stables. Yeah, I guess like the board. (laughs) There's a board. This is a nonprofit. I I hope not. (laughs) But he says that he is so so impressed with Thunder Jam that he entered him in the Gold Rush Derby, Derby, which is in two days, and that is a very big deal. Again, I don't know anything about horse racing, but they're like, oh, I took the liberty of entering you in a race in two days. like, pay money to be a part of this? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Anyway. Hector doesn't have any money, so. Yeah, and so Garrus is very pissed about this, and then he tells that guy that he disagrees and that Thunder Jam should not be in this, and the guy's just like, I don't care what you have to say. And then one of his minions are like, it's okay, Cyclone beat him before, so Cyclone's gonna be in this race too. Yeah, and at this point, Hector tells Garrus that it takes heart to win the gold rush, so we're back to that quote about... Horses don't need just strength, they also need heart. Yeah, so Mr. Machado and Mom dance, and then um, over on, like, some bales of hay, Moody and Corey are talking, and Moody says that Corey should really be the one riding TJ in the derby. Um, Yeah, and he tells her that she's a really good rider, and he knows that, like, she wishes that she could, but she can't. And then we cut to the stable, and in the stable, Garrus is, like, smoking a cigar, <laughs> and he's talking to the horse, and just, like, TJ is very uneasy with him there. He keeps, like, jumping up onto his two back legs and, like, neighing and all this stuff. And so Garrus puts a CD in the CD player, and then he's like, oh, I know what to do. He said, no one makes a fool of me. And, like, he sets the cigar down while he's, like, doing something. He, like, he, like does the thing where he, like, taps his cigar and then, like, 
I've never smoked ashes. a cigar. <laughs> the ashes, like, fall into the dry hay. Yeah, but then at this point, we come back to Corey telling Moody that She's she trying to tell to- Moody that she can talk to horses. Yeah, but he doesn't really get it. He's just like, oh, that's cool. But then we come back to Garrus's cigar, and it starts a fire in the fucking stable. And then immediately, Corey's horse senses start tingling. Like, oh, no, TJ is stressed. <laughs> and then there, we can see smoke, which, like, would happen because fi- it's hay, so it would light really quickly. But we come back to the stable, like, things are already on fire, it's, like, coming down, so Moody, like, they both, Corey and Moody run over, and Moody calls for, like, help, but Corey decides to just go into the fucking burning barn like an idiot, don't do that. She does not get reprimanded for it. No, so she takes one of the horses, and she, like, leads it out, and Moody goes inside, like, trying to help, um... TJ, <laughs> and there's a blanket on TJ's back that is apparently on fire. Moody decides to grab this with his bare fucking hands like an idiot. And so he's like, he looks at his hands afterwards and they're like burnt. At this point, there's like this really weird, like slow motion. Like he grabs the blanket and then he's like, eh, like cries out in pain. But like, yeah. dude, you touched the fucking blanket. Yeah, and so Mr. Machado comes in and he's like trying to get TJ out. He gets TJ and Moody out. And the fire truck shows up. Yeah, the the fire truck shows up and the paramedics show up. They're treating Moody's hands and he looks at them with, he looks at Corey with a knowing look because the derby's in two days and he can't ride with his hands like that. Mm -mm. So then Corey and Mr. Machado try to convince mom to let Corey be jockey. Um, And they're like, Corey's ready, but mom isn't ready. Uh, But then Abuela says, mom can't stand in her way forever. She has the gift. She has to use it. Mm -hmm. So then mom finds Corey just, like, sitting in the bleachers at the empty track. track. Yeah. Um, And then mom is like, I know you have la confianza de caballos, Mm -hmm. and we can't ignore it anymore. Um, And she's like, you can race. And then mom gives her dad's old jockey uniform. His racing silks. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not called a jockey uniform. I don't know. That's just what they called it, so I wrote it down. She's like, you can ride in the derby, yay. Yeah, and she was like, he would want you to wear them. And so they hug, and wow, that's so nice. So, Mom said yeah. that Hector and Mr. Machado are already waiting for her. So Corey goes, and she talks to TJ about being nervous because she's never, like, ridden in a race before, and now she's going to be riding in this very important one. But it's all good. So mom and grandma and Gabby are packing up their car and then they all get into the car. Because they have to go to Santa Clarita. Yeah. So they arrive at the race. And well, like, wait, on their way there, the townspeople are like cheering them on like a fucking parade as they leave. I don't know. I think the town is literally just that state. Just the state. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and they're, well, they're also greeted by adoring fans when they arrive too. Yeah. So they get there. And mom says that dad would be very proud of Corey and all that she's been able to do. She tries on, or she puts on his, his silks. Yeah. And then mom said, or mom or grandma, one of them says that your dad is with you, but they say it in Spanish and I didn't write it down because I was not going to say it well, but they said your dad is with you. Tu padre. Contigo. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry to everyone who speaks Spanish. (laughs) So, um... Then, then we find out that there's a ruling that says that TJ can't race with headphones. So it, it, it's explained that there's, like, a ruling that you can't, like, use electronics or whatever to, like, buck horses to, like, get them to start quicker. But we find out that Garrus, like, imp- like used this rule to get TJ to race without his headphones. And it's, like, against the rules or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, well, you can race with headphones or not at all. And Corey's like, incentive to TJ. 
And so TJ says, let's race. Yeah, we've come too far to quit now. Yeah, all the horses back home are watching it on the TV. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, Cyclone starts trash talking, but they don't mind. They're, they're confident. Uh, TJ, as the race starts, TJ leaves the gates, but he's not going that fast. He's in last. And then Moody has the idea to hook up the portable CD player that they've been using to the speakers. And for some reason, they just let him do this. Yeah. But TJ starts hearing the music, and he is picking up speed, because, you know, the music is in his soul. And so he starts passing other horses. in my soul. (laughs) I did that on purpose. (laughs) A little precursor for Camp Rock. But uh, TJ starts passing horses left and right. Uh, He anticipates Cyclone's move, because he, like, tries to do his, like, signature move or whatever yeah like mr machado like said this before the race he's like this is what cyclone does don't let him do it yeah and so they end up getting neck and neck with each other and so tj starts thinking about Corey's pep talk that she's given him and they have half a lap to go and then i love um (laughs) on the shots of tj racing you can see the hands holding the reins and they are clearly adult man hands oh i did not see that at all (laughs) they are not the hands of a 13 year old girl (laughs) Yeah, so they have half a lap to go, they're neck and neck, and then, who would have thought, TJ takes the lead, and they win! Wow. Amazing. The grand prize, I'm pretty sure, was like $500,000. Yeah. I think that's what they said. I, I have no idea. But yeah, they won. And so the announcer talks to her, and he's talking about how good her dad was, and all of this stuff. Yeah, they take a picture um, in the winner's circle, and that picture hangs on the structure of a new of a new house for Corey and her family that's being built right next to the fucking barn. Yeah, which, like, is very nice of Corey, obviously, and she's going to live there, but also, like, that's a lot of money, and you buy your mom a house at 13. Girl, well, she's not going to college, I guess, because she's a goddamn jockey. Racing horses. And then, for some reason, Moody is DJing music at the barn. Just there. There's, like, a fun, like, kind of party happening. I don't really know. Yeah, TJ is dancing with the music, and it it literally just ends with him, like, talking about dancing. And that's the end of the movie. And that's it. (laughs) That's the movie! (laughs) Uh, There's one quote that you didn't mention. I don't know if you didn't mention it because it was your favorite. I didn't have a favorite quote. (laughs) Oh, well, this is your favorite quote. At one point, for some reason, Moody, like, tries to, like, hug Corey or something. I don't know. It's, like, at the very beginning when she doesn't know him. And she says, touch me and die, okay? Oh, yeah. I do remember that. (laughs) So, I figured that would be your favorite because Elizabeth hates hugs. Except for from her her dog because he's great. (laughs) Um, I gave this a 1 out of 5 and I put it at number 25 under Can of Worms and Above Genius. I put this, I gave this one out of five. I put this at number 26. I have Can of Worms above it, and Lucky Dog is below it. Or You Lucky Dog is below it. So, not great. great. <laughs> but, but, the next movie we're watching is Quince. Ooh, I've seen Quince. Yeah, one that I've definitely heard, definitely seen. Queen Kimberly J. Brown. I know. So, that's <laughs> exciting. We get to see her, not as Marnie. So, yeah, that's, that's it. That's so fun. Bye. Bye.